okay. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, no, that's, it's fine. It's fine. We were um, about to get into Ultra Instinct. Um, well, you know, this is, this is, I, I still think about it as a kind of a part two, even though this is like really more about Ultra Instinct, I would say. So I'd still, uh, you, basically you know, what's start it's funny you say that. And I never, I never even had that realization or thought until you just said that just now. But it's funny you say that Ultra in this the granola arc is like a Ultra Instinct arc or a second part of Ultra Instinct. In, well, they made it that in this in recent the chapter. Because, they, they they made it that way in this recent yeah, chapter because honestly, it, it feels like the granola arc is focusing more on the Ultra Instinct as a technique, supposed to it being yeah. a transformation, like Kaioken. Um. Well, wait, wait. So you're saying like, 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 Kaioken's a technique. Like that's that's what you. That's no, what you it's mean. it's both a technique and transformation. But in the granola arc, they're focusing it's, on how on the the specificity how they of use it. it as a technique. Okay, I got, I, I get, I get, I get what you mean. Like, I get what you're saying. So in like, that even way, it's a part of the ultra instinct. I could see why someone would say that. It's funny you say that. Like, I can like. I don't have a problem with them doing that. It still, it still doesn't even make any sense, though. Like that's why you know, like if if they flesh it out, like if this arc is one of you know the My, most yeah. And, and this is the problem with it, right? And and we, I mentioned we say this or we have these conversations in group chats prior to our podcast, but I brought it up in there, and I feel the need to bring it up in the podcast. Narratively, it felt like, especially when we got the master transformation of Ultra Instinct, the mastered Ultra Instinct at the end of the Tournament of Power, it felt like that was it. Like, that was the highest pinnacle of power. There didn't need to be another transformation to go past that. There was no going past that. And even outside of that, like, narratively in the story, in the context of power scaling the characters, it really seemed like the strongest character at that point was Goku. Like, the second was Jiren, and, and no one was thinking about, you know, the other characters like Beerus. Like, it pretty much seemed like Goku and Jiren were the two strongest. And after Goku defeated Jiren in their exchange, that Goku pretty much was the strongest. And Mastered Ultra Instinct was the epitome of power. And, like, I don't mean to sound like an old geezer who's uptight about the old ways and, you know, the past. But I honestly don't feel like Ultra Instinct needed to be expanded upon, especially the way they're executing it in, in the current arc in the granola arc. I can, I can, I can, I can say that I second that. Like the way the way you ended it, yeah, I can say that I second the whole thing you said. That. Like before you you ended it that way, I. It's not that I couldn't say that I I could second it, but I couldn't second it entirely. So I can I can second that entirely. Um. I like narratively. It, it it does. It does. Honestly, narratively, like it felt like 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 Dragon Ball was over. Like yeah. Like they could have ended it right there. It really felt like. Like you they know were what's done. Funny, um, and, and I don't mean to go off off podcast, but re remember our, one of our friends we hung out with when we used to hang out in New York. He was big on Street Fighter, but we got him into Dragon Ball. And remember the first time we showed him Mass Ultra Instinct because he he was one of the people we knew that didn't know about Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball coming back, and we put him onto. When we first showed him Ultra Instinct, he was just like, "Oh, this changed everything. Like, how how do you go past this? Like, how?" <laughs> That's I, I I think that's the one um you know like perspective or or or, or narrative 
or any thought form that I don't know, maybe Akira Toriyama didn't really think about. I mean, I'm um, not, like I said, I'm not against them evolving the concept, but yeah, nobody's it's, against it's that. the execution That's that lazy. matters to me the most, especially with something like this. Well, I can't say it's not a regular thing for all of entertainment, regardless of whether we're talking about, you know, entertainment within the anime medium or just entertainment as a whole. Um, you know, whether that be what I would say a certain mediums that happen to just be cartoons or live action or, you know, what we, you know, identify as anime, um, where, I, you know, it's just kind of, I guess, a pattern to... Make something great for those people who make something great, you know, who make those gems. And then, like, if it does go a really long time, if it is something that lasts decades, years, or otherwise, just a, a very long I'm period saying, of time. Like, Mastered Ultra Instinct could have could have gone on for a really long time. And even outside of that, like, they could have, if they were to go about it this way in execution, why, why aren't they fleshing out Omen? We haven't seen Omen really used that much in the more Argard Granola arc, so why well, is we don't Omen know if they focus? will flesh it out. That's the only reason why. I can only think that they're going to flesh out this arc. That's the only thing I can hope for. That's the only thing at all that I can hope for in the most optimistic perspective that all of these quote-unquote changes that seem in askew or seem to make no fucking sense will make sense. Yeah, I hope so too because like I was saying, it it's just weird because, and that's another thing, we, we can go on about Jiren, whether we believe he has the ability or the technique, but I wanted to say this, right? In terms of speaking about Ultra Instinct, there are other YouTubers, once again, not saying names, who would say or use the term Sand Beyond God. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm copying anybody. And to be completely honest, and this is a disclaimer, I feel like that is a generic handle or title that anyone could use or say. So if I were to say that or use that in my video or podcast, I don't feel like it'll be fair if I were judged or criticized on that. So I'm not going to take any of that seriously. So that's why I said disclaimer ahead of time. I don't even remember who who has ever said that. In, in but my interpretation I... of a sand beyond a God, when someone, when someone says sand beyond God, most people will just think or interpret Oh, that just means Super Saiyan Blue, just a sand that's capable of going beyond the first sand god form, right? You know, logically, reasonably, surface level first glance. But in my interpretation, sand beyond God means a sand that has obtained the ultimate instinct divine transformation specifically. Or, you know, basically any divine transformation or a transformation associated with God divinity, but that's not exclusive to their race. It's not tied to their sand genetics. Like it's not sand exclusive. So like divinity. potential unleashed was, mm-hmm. was yes. You're talking about divinity. That's what you're trying to define. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, my biggest problem is like Goku's the only character we've seen get this form, not only the fastest, but he's also a sand, and sands are already overpowered and straight up broken in terms of their physiology anatomy. Like sands cheat, we know this. Uh, a warrior reference at the Greg, uh, Grape of Plagues video. Check him out. Then I portions. Yeah, but sands are super strong, and not only that, but here's the biggest thing, right? With with the reboot, or the technically, you know, with Super, and the whole introduction of S cells and 
the theories and mythology of the first Super Saiyan God being Yamoshi, which is what I'm all about, of course. Um, the whole Essels thing actually comes into play with the God Key because it's stated that Essels can be gained from fighting and combat power as well, but you also need to be kind-hearted or righteous to truly access or amplify them. And this is this is shown or illustrated in the anime and the manga series of Dragon Ball as a whole in the franchise where Goku got the transformations first or faster than Vegeta did. And Vegeta always got them second because he was always struggling to be or understand compassion and righteousness to the degree that Goku did, in my opinion. So I feel like that was Goku, a problem for Vegeta after after Super Saiyan for, for Goku, 2 to not only have, you know, all of these transformations. In the general sense, I do agree with you, though. In the general sense, yeah. Well, also, what I'm basically trying to say is, outside of Goku's S-Cells and God Key, like, we know that Goku's a different sand because he's a sand that understands martial arts. So combine all of these things. Goku as a sand being the most righteous with the most transformations at that. Goku being a sand that fully understands martial arts and been basically training in martial arts for like, what, 60 years at this point? Something like that? And, you know, is a sand with broken sand physiology? Him having a transformation like Ultra Instinct, he should be omnipotent, honestly. Like, at this point, he could solo other franchises and universes whole by himself in my opinion well before ultra instinct honestly i, I he could solo any oh yeah i, be, I believe that i believe they would solo anyone <laughs> but at this point it's like solidified it's like oh yeah no there's really no way I feel like it's been solidified. It's just that human beings have a natural, like, fucking knack to, like, always have to compare something to something else. So, like, people don't understand that it's, like, Goku the whole Dragon Ball franchise. All of that Goku stuff with the most divine transformation and what we've seen of the transformation's capabilities and power scaling and, you know, just raw power output and feats. And not only that, but what we know of the transformation based off what Beerus and Reese says. This is the most divine transformation of all of them. This is the strongest one. It's even stronger than being a Hakaioshin, than a god of destruction. So this is a big deal. And for them to create this this new villain and just basically kind of like, you know, lazily crap all over everything they've done. Stronger and trample over all of that. It it just feels weird to me. Oh, it's more than weird. It's a bowl of doo doo, a bowl of horse manure. I I don't bang with it at all. I just hope it 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 somehow you know makes sense you know in a in a in a type of death note kind of way where I'm like, oh, honestly, the way I feel like they could have evolved Ultra Instinct would have been simpler because we saw the limitations of Omen. We stated that Omen was more of a defensive Ultra Instinct. It's him using the technique and base form as a transformation. And he can only use it primarily to dodge. And we saw that when he fought um, Potara-fused Kefla in the anime of the Tournament of Power. When he did the Divine Kame in Xenoverse. When he glided on her beam and hit her. Greatest Kame of all time. Yeah. That is specifically from, from Whis stated to be 
the omen the omen ultra instinct transformation stated to be the technique being used at 50% capacity because Goku could only use it in a defensive, evasive maneuver. This is straight from Whis's mouth in the anime. And this is how I interpret it, right? So from there, when we get the mastered form, we already know what happened in the mastered form. He definitely didn't stay in it for long because it was like the end of eternal power. And after that, it was like his body was suffering from the Kaioken withdrawal, but like tenfold, basically. Am I right or wrong? Wait, say the last part again. You said the Kaioken was was yes. Was what? When when Goku after Goku went Master Ultra Instinct mm-hmm. and he fell on the floor and he had the oh, oh you lack mean, of yeah, he was, he, was he was he was he was yeah yeah it was like he was I think that was his body changing on a kind of like the same thing he, he was the same thing in the Goku Black arc from overusing Kaioken times twenty. So I imagine it was that for Master Ultra Instinct, but like tenfold. I thought I like I thought that like it like. With, with the Goku Black Arc, I thought that that was just fatigue. Because this was Master Ultra Instinct, I thought that, of course, it was a combination of being fatigued, but I thought, like, 20-30% fatigue. And I thought the rest was because, like, Saiyans, the, their physiology, um, you know, their cells, how they were. And he, like, like he told Frieza in the beginning of Resurrection F, he didn't have enough stamina to control that transformation to stay in it for too long. So it was both. He was, like, stamina broken or stamina drained and fatigued. Like, he had low energy reserves, and he was tired. Okay, I hear you. But yeah, um... <laughs> based off of those two things, and th- mind you, this is all just from the Tournament of Power ending in the anime. We're not even talking about the manga arc anymore of the Mara or Granola arc. Um, based off of those two depictions in the anime, it was pretty straightforward how they could have innovated and evolved Ultra Instinct, in my opinion. They didn't need to rush and execute it this way. This this way they're executing it in the current chapters of the Granola arc, chapter 73. It feels rushed in my opinion. But before we go with that, I would like to say, um, please, guys, visit JP Caduceus on Tumblr and visit him on YouTube and leave him a like, subscribe to his content, and also leave a like on my content on YouTube and subscribe to my content. And we will start uploading way more on a daily basis and maybe even put these podcasts there. So, um, yeah, that's all I had to really say. What? Um, JP Caduceus on Twitter, JP Caduceus on Instagram. You can find Lone Wolf on Instagram, too, if you go to my Instagram. You can find him on Twitter, too, if you go to my Twitter. Um, what? Tumblr. Yeah, same thing. Uh, like I was saying, on the Yamoshi time, go to OG Yamoshi on YouTube. Um, 